So right now, discussing productivity really seemed like a great thing because I've been focusing a lot on reevaluating my schedule and some of my productivity methods, bringing in some of the things that have previously worked and changing out some things that maybe didn't work so great for me. So I thought this would be a great topic because now I feel like going into sort of like, everyone hates this term, but the new normal, our new world out there where things are starting to pick back up. This is what I'm going to be utilizing in my day-to-day life to keep me on track and to keep me productive. You know, now's the time to make new habits. I talked about this in an old podcast, and I still think that's true, that even though life's starting to go back to a little bit of what we were used to, this is still a great time to make new habits. So it's a great time to readdress our productivity and see if there are ways that we can improve it. Because right now, life is still a little bit less busy. It's easier to make these new habits. There's still a lot of things that are going on virtually versus driving places. There's some things that aren't open yet. So while our time has a little bit less demands on it, this is when we should be focusing on implementing new things. Welcome to the Passive Income Revolution Podcast, where we help you create the life that you dream of. Whether it's through real estate, entrepreneurship, or just savvy investing, we're here to help you make that dream life a reality. No matter if it's that yacht in the ocean or just a little extra time with your kids, we're here to help you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Passive Income Revolution podcast. So today I am really excited about today's episode. It's an episode about productivity, and this is a topic that I love researching. I love watching YouTube videos, reading articles, and getting everyone else's impression about what makes them more productive. And over the years, I have tried various things, and then now I'm going to give you my top list of things that I have done to make myself more productive. So the first thing I want to chat about is something called the Pomodoro Method. If you aren't familiar with it, the Pomodoro Method refers to efficiency and productivity where you set a timer for 25 minutes. During that 25 minutes, you are only focusing on either your to-do list or the one task that you had set up that you wanted to accomplish. You work straight through it, and then at 25 minutes, you take a four to five minute break. You do whatever you want with your break, and then you come right back after that break, and you do another 25-minute session. You do this for four 25-minute sessions. Now, the, the genius behind this is sometimes when we tell ourselves, okay, I've got two hours, I'm going to work on my website, I'm going to get it revamped, and I'm going to get it all done. Sometimes what can happen when we do that is we might find ourselves drifting off to email and responding because something came in because we think, oh, well, I've got the time anyway because I've got you know another hour that I'm doing this yet. Or even what might happen is our mind starts to get fatigued and we start to think a little bit slower. A lot of people say that it takes them about 30 minutes to get into a groove. And that's true. You know, the first Pomodoro, you'll kind of still still be getting into the groove. But after you take your break and you come back, it won't be fully reset. You'll still be in your groove. And that's the real genius behind the Pomodoro method is you get your little segments of productivity And then just to be sure your brain doesn't get fatigued or you don't get distracted, that timer will go off. You can let your mind go wherever it wants to go, wherever it needs to go. And then you reel it back in and you do your next 25 minutes and you haven't reset your mind. 
your mind is still generally familiar with, oh, well, that's right. I was working on my website. I was doing this. And all of the, all the little cylinders, our heads are firing for that activity still. So that's why I really like the Pomodoro method. Now, if you're curious about where the name came from, the name means tomato in Italian. And some people think it's so funny, like it's such a coincidence. It's actually not too much of a coincidence because the reason we call it the Pomodoro method is because it's true way that it's meant to be used is with one of those like egg timers that ticks. So maybe if you think back to going to maybe your grandma's house, she had one of those little timers on top of the stove that was shaped like an apple or a tomato or an egg. And that's where actually this gets its name from is that timer because the thought is, is that that ticking timer helps keep you on, on track. I'll be honest, I don't use a ticking timer because I found it to be rather intimidating. So instead, I just use my cell phone. I set it for 25 minutes and that's how I do it. You know, maybe if you were someone who took piano lessons and you worked with like a metronome or maybe the ticking wouldn't be intimidating. But for me, I just found it distracting and very, very pressuring to me. So I just use my cell phone 25 minutes, four minutes. And I will say a two hour block, I can get an amazing amount of things done using this method. Now, normally when I do it, I don't do it to go through like a list of things to do. I use it for my projects. So I talked about like websites. Website to me is a project. It's something that takes usually more than an hour and it's likely going to take multiple segments of two hours. And that's what I like to use the Pomodoro for. What this does for me is it helps me focus on that one thing. And if I feel the need to check messages or do whatever, I do it during the four minute break. A couple of things they do recommend is that if you do end up using two two hour blocks of the Pomodoro method, so if you do a two hour session and then you do another one, in between those two, you should be taking a 25 to 30 minute break at least. And this is supposed to give your mind a bigger relaxation, a bigger rest, because at that point it will be working for two hours. You've been really focused, you've really been using it, and it's gonna need a little bit of a breather. Now, during this time, you should be getting food as well, whether it's a snack or your full lunch. It should be something that involves a, a little bit of a substantial amount of food, something to just kind of give your, your body overall some nourishment, but of course, give your brain some nourishment as well. And if you weren't great at drinking water or anything while you were in the two hour block, then you would definitely want to be sure and use this time to double down on that fluid intake as well. So if you are going to use it two two hour blocks back to back, like in one day, be sure and take at least a 25 to 30 minute break in between and give your mind and your body a chance to refuel. If you are someone who isn't fortunate to work from home, maybe you do have to go into an office, you can still use the Pomodoro method. I am fortunate to work from home almost every day of the month and especially now so with the situation going on. So I do have less distractions. Usually my only distractions amount to my cat deciding that she really wants to be in my studio with me. Or um, maybe once or twice my husband might, might come in and ask me something. but. Other than that, I'm very blessed to be able to just focus based on working at home and not having to worry about anybody walking in and having those distractions. If you aren't as fortunate, 
you can still utilize this method. If you have a door on your office, I would recommend that you close that while you're doing the Pomodoro method because people do tend to come by less with a closed door. The other thing is that if you do get distracted and you are out and open and like in a cubicle, you can just pause your timer and ask that person if you could come back and speak to them whenever your next session is done. Maybe you'll wait till the entire block is over. Ask them if you can come back in an hour and chat with them. Or is this something we can do in 15 minutes? Try and keep as focused as you can during that time. So try and make that interaction really quick and then get back into your segment of the Pomodoro method. And don't feel like you have to do a full two-hour block of the Pomodoro method. I have done it where I've done two 25-minute segments. I've done it with three. A lot of times I do it with three because sometimes I just can't get the full two hours in my schedule. But I still feel I get a lot of use out of it with the three 25-minute segments. I would say the minimum you want to commit to is two because otherwise I do kind of feel like it doesn't make sense to just do one. I find the optimum amount of productivity comes when I do three or more. So I definitely recommend doing three or more in a segment if you can. My next tip is something that uh, I'm not sure it's maybe as applicable right now because me personally, I'm not leaving the home as much right now. I maybe leave the house once or twice a week and it's more not even to run errands or anything. It's just to like go visit my parents who are still self-quarantining or you know, just to go to the park and exercise outside. But one thing I did do, and this was back in August, was I set up specific days and times of blocks that I would do things outside the home. I used to run errands like three to four times a week. I'd go grocery shopping on Tuesday, maybe the bank and post office on Wednesday, Home Depot or Lowe's on Thursday, and then I'd fit in the miscellaneous stuff like medical appointments and getting my hair done, like whenever I kind of fit in my schedule. What I eventually began to realize was I was actually doing a lot of duplicate driving. So if we think about the routes that we take to go places, there's inevitably some amount of duplicate driving involved in it. And for me, there tends to be about 10 to 15 minutes of duplicate driving based on where I live. So I figured I was losing about 120 minutes a week of good productive time to having to drive the same route numerous times. Now, of course, if you are someone who has a commute, you're like, well, duh, I do that all the time. And that's understandable. You know, that's something you can't really work around. But for me as an entrepreneur, I began to see how inefficient that was being. So what I did was I instituted little segments in my schedule on two days. So as a part of my weekly block schedule, I instituted Fridays to be my errand days. So on Fridays, I am going to the bank. I'm going to the post office. I'm maybe going to Target to pick some items up. Maybe I'm doing my smaller grocery runs. If you remember from a previous podcast about productivity, I talked about the fact that I don't do large grocery shopping trips anymore. And I actually don't even make a ton of smaller ones, if that's what you're thinking. I actually utilize grocery delivery. That has been a huge time saver for me. And honestly, a big stress saver too, because even though I don't generally find grocery shopping stressful and I don't dread it, I'm also realizing how much nicer it is not to have to trep through the store, put stuff on the conveyor belt, bag it up and everything like that. 
but I will utilize Fridays to do all those smaller things like that. On Thursdays, I do any appointments that take me outside of the home. Now, for the most part, I leave all of my appointments for the afternoon. In another segment of this podcast, I'll talk about how I reserve my mornings for certain things. So typically anything that involves meeting a person like for networking or if it's to get my hair done or something like that, those are all in the afternoon. The only appointment I allow to happen in the morning is a medical appointment. If you don't know this, medical appointments in the afternoon are huge time suckers. And the reason being is because at this point, the doctor has likely had at least four or five other exams that they're doing. And that's four or five different opportunities where somebody else is able to get them off track and get them behind schedule. So always, always, if possible, get your medical appointments in the morning, the closest to when they open, if possible. Sometimes the ones right after lunch are good because some doctors will actually like cut their lunch short to get back on track. But if you can't do a morning one, then you can try and do that afternoon one right after lunch. You might have some success with that. So now everything that I do outside the home, it happens on those two days. So it either happens on Friday or if I'm already going out of the house on Thursday, I might hatch on some errands there, especially if I'm going that way and I won't be going that same way on Friday. And I cannot underestimate how much this has actually changed my productivity. It seems something small, but it actually is really big in the whole scheme of things. Now, the other thing I do is that when I do have those constant out of the home networking events. So every Monday there's an event I do locally. Uh, Every second Thursday, there's something I do locally. If I have errands and I have the time beforehand, I'll dedicate like an hour or so before it. Knowing that that'll free up time on Friday, that I can be more focused as well. So I'm going to transfer my errand time to that day. If it makes sense, travel and and geographically, but it's going to replace the time on Friday that I would have devoted to my errands. So a really good tip is to block out time on certain days. Just pick one day for errands and another day for appointments and try and put everything that takes you out of the house in those two block segments. That will make a huge difference in not only your wasted drive time, but also in being able to focus on what you need to do on those days that you are at home where you don't have errands to run. This next one I am very, very passionate about as well. And I like to summarize it by saying mornings are for projects and afternoons are for reacting. One of the better things I have done for my motivation, and actually this is probably a bigger game changer in my sanity, is I created a rule for myself about keeping the morning time for projects, the things I want to do, and the afternoons for reacting. So what this means is that I usually work on my want-to-do list in the morning, my projects, the things that normally get pushed off as not urgent because they're just important, but they're not urgent. They get pushed onto the back burner. These are the things I focus on in the morning Or it might be things that have a looming deadline in less than 48 hours. So the things I really, truly need to get done because there's some sort of force outside telling me this needs to be done 
by Tuesday at 3. So my mornings are strictly left for my projects and my tasks. I don't check my email. I don't take any phone calls. I don't respond to text messages. I don't check Messenger. I don't do any of that in the morning. I joke with my team that they sometimes think that maybe I start working at 11 because that's the first time that I will respond to any of their emails is usually after 11. But that's only because I am so protective of my morning time that I do not check my email in the morning. So in the morning, I'm focusing on what I want to do. And then in the afternoon, or maybe later in the morning, if I finished the things, then I will go into my email and I will respond to emails and I will do things that maybe other people asked me the previous day to get done. I'll only work on those in the afternoon because again, I'm leaving my mornings for what I want to do. So if someone comes to me and says, oh, hey, would you be able to write this letter for me? I will do it likely the next day, but I'm not going to do it in the morning. I'm going to do it in the afternoon because the morning is for the stuff that I have on my list that I think is important. So I'll check my email in the afternoon. I'll do other people's tasks. I'll respond to phone calls as well in the afternoon, and I will limit it all to that time. Now, I understand that I'm fortunate that I can kind of like screen my phone calls and that I'm not in a position where I have to act with urgency all the time. And this is something I'm beginning to train my team on as well as understanding how to operate this within their position in our company. Like for instance, our property manager, technically she does have to do certain things like first thing in the morning because she needs to know if something's going on that needs to be addressed urgently. So if you're someone who has a job like that, then this is how I recommend you run it. When you first get started in the morning, browse your email, see what things are truly urgent. So to my property manager, I said, you know, if somebody emails you and says their toilet won't stop running, first off, I hope they aren't actually emailing that they should be calling the emergency line. But if you get an example of that, that's something that you should be taking the quick time to address. So it's the quick time to call the maintenance technician, get them over there and let them know what's going on. Otherwise, everything else, you're just leaving it and you're leaving it to marinade. When we go into our email in the morning, if you're someone who has to check it, you're looking for the things that are going to be substantially worse if you let them marinate for the next three to four hours. So if there's something in your email that you know the situation is going to get exponentially worse if you don't address it in the next three hours, those are the items that you should be addressing. Everything else can wait. And that's how I explained it to my property manager. If something can sit in there and not get exponentially worse in the next three to four hours, let it sit and come back to it after you've accomplished your tasks. Have your morning for yourself, react what you need to in the morning, but then in the afternoon, you can react to everyone else. Now, my last tip for you is actually something I can't take full credit for. I've talked about it in some blogs and in some podcasts that a couple of years ago, my sister-in-law gave me a planner for Christmas. And before that, I had been using the standard like daytime planner where it's basically for appointments. She got me a planner that is about productivity and goals. 
And I've got to say that this planner has been a game changer for me. Now, I don't want to make this like an ad for the planner. So if you're interested in who made the planner, things like that, I encourage you to DM me over on Instagram at Passive Inc. Rev, and I'll let you know. But to give you a summarization of what in this planner has dramatically helped me, it's the fact that every month this planner forces me to set monthly goals. And these goals are five tasks that I have determined that I want to get done. And it's not just a list. So on this sheet, I, f I give the goal a name. Then the next thing I do is in the next column, I put why it's important, why I need to accomplish it. And then in the third column, it gives me four or five lines to give myself general steps to getting the goal done. And that has been amazing for me because it helps me focus on what I want to get done that month. And because it's already semi broken down into little steps, I can pick out a step that I want to work on when I'm in my two hour time blocks. So for instance, one of my goals for this month was to revamp one of my old course presentations. And I have my four steps written out in my two hour block this morning I pulled out one of them, which I knew was likely going to take the majority of the time because I only had about an hour and 15 minutes, but I used my Pomodoro method. I did an hour 15 and I focused on that portion of getting that task done. So it takes the goal and it breaks it down into smaller goals. And that way, when I am sitting down to do it, I kind of know where I need to go with it. And it also helps me have this little sense of accomplishment because I could check that off when I'm done. When I was done with that hour 15, I'm like, hooray, that's done. Yes. And that was that little bit more of that goal that I have managed to accomplish. Now, when I set my monthly goals, I'm actually likely pulling them off of a larger master list of goals. And this is something I haven't actually talked about much on here. But about twice a year, what I like to do is I shut myself off from the outside world. And I prefer to go to a hotel and do this. Unfortunately, with COVID, I did not do that this year for the summer or for the spring. And I don't know if I will do it in the fall either. But I separate myself off from the world. I don't watch TV. I only do reading and I do thinking and I do brainstorming. And I tend to focus on things that don't clutter up my brain. And during this time, I will just write, write, write everything that I want to change in my business, things I've thought about doing in the business, but I haven't actually taken the time to do. Or maybe I'll just write out things that I'm curious about in regards to my professional development. So I come back from basically this two-day week with a fairly big master list of things I want to work on. And every month, I go back there and I pick things out. So I'll pick some of the smaller ones out and I'll add those to my monthly goal list. And that way I'll always have goals that I want to accomplish that don't involve like every single month thinking, oh man, what do I want to accomplish this month? I already have a general plan because I have like basically a six to eight month plan based on my little mini retreat with myself. And I'll pull my goals off of there, put them in my planner. My planner forces me to pull out like four or five general steps to give me indications of how to tackle this. And that way, when my project time comes around, 
I know what I'm doing. I know what the first step is, the second thing is, what I should be doing. And it makes it so much easier to truly focus in on that project time with the Pomodoro method. So I know we've talked about a lot in here, so let's just do like a little brief summary here. So we first talked about the Pomodoro method. That is the four sections of 25 minute blocks where you work for 25 minutes, take a four hour break. That is great for focus and getting things done. Then we talked about how the mornings are for projects and the afternoons are for reacting. So we talked about leaving the morning for doing the things that you either truly have to do because they will be worse in three to four hours or the things, hopefully the majority of the things will be the things that you want to accomplish, your want to do list, the stuff that is important, but maybe normally goes on the back burner. And then in the afternoon, you are checking your email, you're returning phone calls, you are doing all of those things in the afternoon. The other thing we talked about was having two sections in your schedule that are blocked off for errands and then another schedule for appointments. So for errands, it's things that you have to do every week. Maybe it's grocery shopping, it's going to the bank, going to the post office, then your appointments, you're trying to get as many of your appointments on that day or in that block that you can. So try and schedule your hair appointments, your dental appointments, your networking meetings for that block of time that you have set on that day. And then lastly, we just talked about setting monthly goals and how setting those monthly goals and breaking them down into smaller general tasks, not, not too small necessarily, but just general grasps of what it will take to accomplish it can help keep you on track and keep you motivated for accomplishing that goal, especially when you focus on that goal during your Pomodoro time. I hope you guys got some useful stuff out of this. I hope you've come out of here thinking, man, I want to implement that for my productivity or maybe even all of it, maybe all of it. I'm not sure. If you guys have any questions, you can find me over on Instagram at Passive Inc. Rev. And I will talk to you guys next.